Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is Ron DeCoven, who is the founder and CEO of My Lawyer Network. Ron is a seasoned attorney in the United States, and he's going to talk about how he actually did a stint as a barrister in England before coming home to Calistoga and deciding to create My Lawyer Network, which is a technology for attorneys and their clients using blockchain. Now, I know that with all the news of crypto and the crypto carnage, I still want to remind people that blockchain as a technology isn't only cryptocurrency. And so Ron's going to talk about how his platform can actually make things much more efficient for attorneys and their clients, especially in ensuring that their contractual rights are exercised and adhered to. So don't go away. In this week's tech news, there's quite a bit going on. First, Coinbase, the US's most used crypto exchange, announced a couple of weeks ago that they were having a hiring freeze. They're even rescinding job offers. But in this week, as of this recording, they've announced that they're laying off 1,100 employees. And there's all kinds of different explanations. One is that they grew too fast. But for most, it's a sign that right now we're in another crypto winter, which I've talked about before. We're going to be monitoring it closely with market news. So we'll see as more layoffs are expected to occur with other companies. Also, in a really strange case, a woman in Indiana was charged with killing her boyfriend using an air tag to track him. Now, I'm going to hold off for cyber tip, but an air tag and other similar devices are things that people use to locate lost items. And in this case, there's a growing concern that they're being used to track people and being stalked. Finally, there was a lot of news around the Celsius network, which was a crypto DeFi or decentralized finance lending platform where people that lent their Bitcoin and Ethereum can make up to 18% APY. So think of it as 18% versus your half a percent in a bank account, if at all. Well, that network imploded and was a cascading effect from the Luna and Terra cryptocurrency debacle about a month ago. So we're seeing the downstream effects of that. I'll cover Celsius in depth in a future show, but that is the tech news of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, today, my special guest is Ron DeCoven, who is the founder and CEO of My Lawyer. And welcome, Ron. How are you? I'm great, Keith. How are you doing? Good. And before we get into My Lawyer, My Lawyer Network, I did want to just take a moment because you've had a ton of experience in the law profession. I wanted to get to know more about you. So before we talk about My Lawyer, what is your background? Well, um, basically, I spent the, uh, a significant amount of time as a Wall Street lawyer at 
a big international law firm called Sherman and Sterling, which was, it was a wonderful time. I had clients all over the world. I was flying everywhere. The Concorde was still in service. And so I was able to do some amazing things, which uh, I regret can no longer be duplicated. Um, so I, I left Sherman and Sterling after 20 wonderful years. And um, basically then, uh, after sort of thinking through what I wanted to do, a friend of mine uh, in London uh, asked me to have dinner with him because the two of us are both on a committee for the law faculty at Oxford. And he knew that I was debating uh, various things that I might want to do. And at the dinner, he said, he first he asked me to give him my list, which I will spare you. Uh, and after I finished the list, he said, um, we know what you should do next. I said, we, um, who's we? So he told the story about how he had bumped into a mutual friend at a different law firm in London. The two of them knew that I was hunting around for my next move. Mm -hmm. And they both concluded that I should become an English barrister. And I said, well, well how, why did you reach that conclusion? And he said, because we thought it would be fantastic to hear you argue in the high court. <laughs> and I thought, wow, you know, for a kid who was born on the south side of Chicago, that's pretty cool. So. The next morning, I called um, a, a Queen's Council who headed up the chambers in London, someone I knew well, and he was very keen on the idea. And it was on the back of that that I made a decision to become an English barrister. So fortunately, this chambers, which is a very highly regarded chambers called South Square, uh, allowed me to come in. And then uh, I was encouraged by a, a high court judge there who I knew to apply to become a barrister. And uh, I found a little used section of the English regulations that said that an experienced lawyer from a former colony can be admitted as an English barrister and the bar council just needs to decide on what terms. So I basically, I wrote a 30 page brief. I was a New York lawyer. New York is a former English colony. And uh, two months later, I was informed that I did not have to take an exam. I did not have to take a year off as a pupil. I just had to show up and write a check for 500 pounds and I'd be an English barrister. No, thank you. So, that was my question is how much extra work would it have been? Cause I know, I know for instance, New York bar and California bar. So, so that's great. You only had to write a brief and show up and pay your 500 pounds. Exactly. And, and, you know, I have to tell you, I mean, I, I, I stayed, we, we moved to London obviously. And I, uh, my wife and I lived there for 10 years. It was spectacular. I mean, the life of an English barrister is 
amazing life. It's very academic, which was what I was looking for. Um, but it wasn't quite as cloistered as being a law professor at a major American law school, which was what I thought was going to be my, my choice. And so it was fantastic. And then uh, at some point, uh, we decided to buy a second home, which we did here in Calistoga, which we were just going to use uh, for vacations. And six months after we bought it, we were so entranced by Napa Valley and being so close to the city and to uh, the peninsula, we decided to sell our home in London. And we moved lock, stock, and barrel to uh, Calistoga 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that, that is quite, I mean, I love the backstory of how you became an English barrister. And we want to start to get into my lawyer. I know in our next segment, we'll go in a lot deeper, but just in a brief soundbite, what is my lawyer network? So the network is really set up to provide high quality technology to the global bar. And for the first several years of its existence, we focused solely on uh, putting in various um, functions that any lawyer would need in order to practice from Starbucks or their home or an airport. And we got to a point where the lawyer literally could have their entire law practice on their cell phone. Document storage, organization of files, um, encryption, uh, emails, messages, AV, the whole nine yards. Um, and then we, of course, had to test it for scale. And so we did a, um, a very sensitive beta in India. And in nine months, we signed up a million Indian lawyers and their clients. So let, let's and, take a break right there, because that's really interesting, a million lawyers in India. So we take a break and we'll come back right to where you left off. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. Special guest today is Ron DeCoven, founder and CEO of My Lawyer. Uh, we just found out his backstory of being a U.S. attorney who ended up being an English barrister before coming back here to the San Francisco Silicon Valley area. If any questions or comments, you can email us at info at svin.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is Ron DeCoven, who is the founder and CEO of My Lawyer Network. Uh, we got in his first segment, Ron's background, which he's been an attorney for decades, but he had the opportunity to become an English barrister after practicing in the U.S., and he did that for a decade as well. Uh, we're now moving into his company, My Lawyer Network. But before we do that, I wanted to ask a question. So, Ron, welcome back. Thanks, Keith. So... I know as the recording, a lot is happening in the market and people usually associate blockchain with cryptocurrency. But in terms of the solution for my lawyer, which we'll get into a little bit deeper in a second, what is the use case for blockchain and the law profession? Well, interestingly, um, 
I've encountered you know, skepticism from various people about, on this very issue, which is understandable because when people think about blockchain and tokens and NFT, they think about apes, they think about coins, they think about baseball cards. But I'll tell you how far things have come because on Monday of this week, a case was reported that is truly amazing. So without using names, because I don't, I don't have a report of the decision yet. This is from uh, basically uh, the internet, which as you know, can sometimes be a little dodgy. Um, but basically, here's the case. Uh, in January, there was a theft of digital assets of just under $8 million. And the client, uh, who was located offshore, went to Holland and Knight, which is an extremely well-known uh, American law firm, originated in Florida and has grown significantly since they started. And what I don't know is who came up with this idea, but here's, here was their concept. They didn't know the name of the thief, which is not surprising, but they were able to do a lot of um, clever research on the internet. And so they were able to track the thief digitally, which meant they were able in um, one way or another to contact the thief. So what they did was they put together a motion, which is usually very hard to win. It's called the temporary restraining order. So it's an injunction. The court is enjoining the thief from moving the assets. Now it's done ex parte without notice to the thief. And the way that Holland and I proposed doing it was utilizing an NFT. So the order that was going to be signed by the judge was going to be essentially bound into an NFT and then served over the internet on the address that they had located. And the litigator who presented this application in court was successful. And so a justice in the New York Supreme Court issued her temporary restraining order, which was served by virtue of an NFT. And I, can, I will tell you this, if, if, you, if you'd asked me before I saw this, what the probability was that a, a New York state justice would condone this today, I would have said, it's a unicorn. <laughs> and the Holland and Knight litigators pulled it off. I think what's so instructive about this is that the skepticism about utilizing blockchain tokens, NFTs in the legal profession is not well-founded. And I think what we're going to see over time, and you'll hear from me later in this interview, that it's time has come. Yeah, thanks for that explanation. Um, so as a follow-up to what you just discussed, 
And this is something I'm very passionate about because I've been in the blockchain space for almost a decade and usually on the blockchain infrastructure side. Uh, there is this concept like I don't believe in blockchain for the sake of blockchain. So in the use case you just gave, why was the, why did the litigator suggest an NFT versus any other vehicle to do what they did? They didn't have a physical address to serve. A normal service of process, as I'm sure you know, from the movies or from television, is that um, a process server is um, brought in and the papers that are signed by the judge are given to the process server and then they have to find the defendant. They couldn't find this person because, it, you know, as you know, I mean, this person could be anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. which does present interesting questions for an appeal, but I'll spare you that. But, but they had, through digital um, cleverness, found a digital address for the person. This was the only way they could affect service effectively. And, you know, as you know, the NFT is unique and um, can be tracked, so to speak. And, I mean, I would have given anything to have been in that courtroom when Holland and I argued this. I mean, this to me, I mean, obviously, I'm a geek, you know. I have been since the early 60s when I went to Stanford. But when I heard this, I, I wanted to have a party. You know, thanks for the explanation. I think this is a really good example because, of course, if your home base is in, let's say, a, a Western-style country like the United States and addresses are a thing, um, as you start to get involved with other parts of the world, I mean, people take addresses for granted because in some places, some jurisdictions, it's not possible, as you said. And, and um, you know, a lot of the nefarious hacking uh, criminal activities do happen in other jurisdictions. So this is fascinating. So I'm glad you, you brought that up. So having given a really good use case for using blockchain and NFTs or non-fungible tokens, what was the impetus for really thinking about my lawyer network and the incorporation of blockchain into what you already had as a, as a company? Well, basically, you know, as I confessed, I, uh, I, I am, I'm a geek. And so, I like to think about things in, a, in an abstract fashion. Um, decades ago, uh, when I was in law school, I published an article that tangentially dealt with some of the ancient things that lawyers use to authenticate documents, uh, seals, uh, notaries, etc. And they, it gets worse. Sometimes they make someone initial every page of a document as if that couldn't be forged. I mean, they do things that they don't think through and they're utilizing methods that are ancient. I mean, you know, it, in medieval times they used a seal to prove that the sovereign had was communicating with you. We don't need to do that anymore. And so I was grappling with this and one Sunday morning I woke up and I had, I had the answer. 
I came up with a way to utilize blockchain and NFTs to deal with a whole group of issues that starts with, is this really the current document? So for example, sometimes a person who has some wealth creates a trust and they do it when they're 50. And then over time, there are trust amendments. And then eventually, when they're 20 years older, they, they talk to a lawyer and they say, let's get rid of the old trust. Let's have a new trust. Well, where are those documents kept? Uh, is, does the old man keep the document? Does the lawyer keep the document in a cardboard box in the back of his office? Or do they, they give it to Iron Mountain, who, who keeps it in a cardboard box somewhere underground? Which That's a great place to put a cardboard box. There's no chance of water uh, destroying the box and making paper mache out of it or losing the box or delivering it to the wrong address. I mean, all of this stuff is is just silliness. So, well, let, let's, let's address that in our next segment. But this is a great conversation. And I've dealt a lot with Iron Mountain in my career. Um, so we'll get back to that in our next segment. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Special guest today is Rhonda Coven, founder and CEO of My Lawyer Network. And we're talking about how Ron is using innovation technology to address um, an issue that's hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years old. Any questions or comments, you can email us at info at to find out more about Ron and My Lawyer Network. And we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On this week's show, my special guest is Ron DeCoven, founder and CEO of My Lawyer Network. Ron, in the earlier segments, talked about his career as an attorney, in the United States and then becoming an English barrister before coming to Silicon Valley and starting his technology company using blockchain and non-fungible tokens or NFTs to make law easier between attorneys and their clients. So we're giving information out on how to engage with this platform. Also, if you're interested, Ron is in fundraising mode, which you can find out more about going onto their website, mylawyernetwork.com. So don't go away. And this week's cyber tip I talked about earlier in tech news about how a woman in Indiana was charged with killing her boyfriend, but she found him using an Apple AirTag. Now, an AirTag is a device that people use to locate lost items to make sure that their car, their laptop, their purse, what have you, can be found. And so I'm going to give you tips on how not to be stalked by an AirTag. So there's been growing concerns. I've covered it before in the past on the show. So Apple actually has technology built into their iPhones, iPads, to actually find whether or not an unwanted AirTag is near you. So using Find My Device feature, you can actually set it up to track whether or not somebody's looking for you. In addition to that, they have an app for the Android device, which is called the Tracking App, which you can find in the Android's App Store. And so what you do with these technologies is set them up, which I'll talk about in another show, on how to ensure that these devices, if you see them in your network, 
how to report them, how to find them, how to know that you're being watched by them. I know it's scary in this surveillance type of technology, but that's the world we live in. So just as a, always be with caution, use your best judgment and utilize the technologies built in your phones to see if these unwanted devices are being used to track you. And that's the cyber tip of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, special guest today, Ron DeCoven, founder and CEO of My Lawyer Network. Welcome back, Ron. Thanks, Keith. So, so far, first segment got through your background. We're uh, at some point in your career from an attorney practicing in the United States to an English barrister with minimal effort to become an English barrister to moving closer to me in Calistoga here in the San Francisco Bay Area and starting My Lawyer Network. So in our last segment, we were just getting into the hundreds, if not thousand-year-old problem about dealing with documents and signing and ensuring that the documents are valid. So let's just really go into the solution that My Lawyer Network has. And, and you were talking about how this came to you, this blockchain NFT solution came to you on a Sunday. So let's go more into that. Well, I'll give you a, a hard example. So after I uh, filed for a patent for this concept, which by the way, we call Justice NFT, um, I had a short list of relatively famous lawyers who I called to talk to them about it and get a reaction. One of whom is a leading solicitor in London. So I, I gave him a call and we started to talk and two minutes into the call, he stopped me. He said, Ron, I almost fell off my chair listening to your description. I said, I laughed and I said, well, what is it I said that was so shocking? He said, what you have been doing on an intellectual level, I have been doing in court. So here is his court case. So two Arab sheikhs, I won't even say what country they're from, signed guarantees for over a billion pounds of investment. That was the basis for the investors to write a check. Sadly, the investment went south, the guarantees were called, and the two sheikhs said they didn't sign the guarantee. So my friend, for the last two and a half years, has been litigating just that question. And, and they spent close to a million pounds on legal experts, on solicitors, on barristers, and they were unable to get the judge to rule on this narrow question before the trial. So now they're going to trial, and it's a flip of the coin as to whether or not at the end, the judge decides that the signature on those guarantees belongs to the two shakes. And he said to me, Ron, if my client had had the benefit of your invention, none of this would have happened. So to, the way to think about what we're bundling here, it's, we're dealing with a series of things that are really mundane, 
really simple and basically um, aren't really focused on very much. And we're putting them together, or better put, a solution for dealing with them as a group utilizing blockchain and NFTs. No, I get it. And I think with any NFT, any blockchain, it always comes down to usage and adoption. So in the use case you just said, I, I get where uh, one party would definitely would, in hindsight, wish they had that feature. Um, how would you get the other party to agree to it? Basically, the way this should work is the lawyer, not the litigator, the, the corporate lawyer who's putting this together makes it a condition of the closing that certain things are done and the history of those things are bundled digitally so that they cannot be challenged. And then the history of the development of that relationship, because this didn't happen in, in his case, but it could easily have been the case, maybe three years later, the company is in trouble and they go to the shake and they say, um, we're gonna call the guarantee and the shake says, look, uh, we'll pay you 10% of the amount, amend this and give the company more time. Well, if that had happened and if they had utilized the justice NFT, then a new NFT would have been essentially put together and linked to the former NFT so that the history is preserved and everyone would know if there was a later dispute, the first guarantee isn't the one that's relevant, it's NFT number two. So my point is that our system not only creates the ability to authenticate a number of different things, but it also creates the ability to preserve the history of the relationship between agreements and parties in a way that, again, eliminates the risk of, of a realistic dispute. Got it. And, and just uh, for my own curiosity, how similar or dissimilar is this to something like a DocuSign or a Rocket Lawyer? Well, you know, I, my mother always taught me to be polite, so I'm going to be restrained about this. But essentially, we're building this from the ground up to provide everything that a litigator needs in court when these issues come up. And I'm so comfortable with what we've done, I'm going to add in an insurance policy from a big international insurer that we will make certain warranties to the lawyer who is going to be utilizing the NFT. This is not going to be a website where we say we can do this and we can do that. It's going to be a warrant by my company to the purchaser of the NFT and to back it up because you know we're not a multi-billion dollar company. I'm going to bring on board a international insurer that will insure the warranty. So this is not Madison Avenue malarkey. This is bankable. 
No, it's great. I, I like that. Um, one of my friends runs a crypto hedge fund and they have their, uh, they, I won't name the insurer, but they have um, their fund insured against cyber losses. So not the actual loss of the investment, but the actual chance that the funds are hacked. And then um, uh, I've talked about m- one of my companies, a white label digital asset exchange. Um, we can do litigation financing on uh, a blockchain. So all these things are great in the concept of decentralized finance or DeFi. So I'm always very fascinated with what you're doing. Um, really, really quick. Uh, uh, I know you're in fundraising mode. So how do people find out about your company and your offer? Well, basically, this is a private placement. We're looking to raise $9 million. And the bank that is uh, handling this is the United Capital Group. Uh, they're in the ferry building in San Francisco, and they're doing an amazing job. I mean, we only launched about 10 days ago, and we've gotten a really robust response. And it's what's, what's gratifying to me. I mean, obviously, I, I love having institutional investors and big law firms and um, investment banks looking at this. But we're also getting essentially individuals um, who are comfortable writing a check for $25,000. That's the minimum. And because of my background, I would like to see individuals participating because it is, I think, pretty rare in Silicon Valley that normal people are allowed into a company like mine this early. Usually, they can only buy in once it's gone public. And we're not public, we're private. Our valuation is, you know, robust, uh, but, you know, it's not spectacular. And so there is a big fear. And I'd like to see more people basically take the ride with me. Yeah, I'm, it's great. I've seen um, other founders and CEOs uh, with the same philosophy using different investment vehicles as well. So hats off to you and team. Uh, when we get back, I think what we're going to do is actually walk people through on how they can participate either because they're interested as an attorney or as um, more information on the investment. Speaking to Ron DeCoven, founder and CEO of My Lawyer Network, we've been talking about his company, the investment opportunity, any questions or comments, you can email us at info at svi.biz. You can go to Ron's website, mylawyernetwork.com, and I'll be right back to walk you through how to get onto the platform. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I am your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, special guest, Ron DeCoven, founder and CEO of MyLawyerNetwork.com. Throughout today's show, we've been talking about Ron's background, many decades as a corporate attorney, turned English barrister for a decade, and then getting into how his platform, My Lawyer Network, has over a million users in India alone, all attorneys, and how My Lawyer Network utilizing blockchain and NFTs or non-fungible tokens, the technology is actually something that we might take for granted here in the West, but something that's actually very needed, not just 
in other parts of the world. But when we think about all the ways that people can squirrel their way out of a contract, why, why it's a necessity. So welcome back, Ron. Thanks, Keith. So Ron, it's been a great discussion, um, certainly from all the years as we were talking about off microphone, being in corporate as an executive, working with technology providers and contracts, I could see so many different ways that this technology at scale could be really useful. So I wanted to ask you, how do people participate now? Is it a platform that people can jump on right now and use? The, the answer is yes. Um, the platform itself is free. Uh, it's open to lawyers and potential clients, and it's in the App Store and the Play Store. And all you have to do is look for my lawyer. Now, you have to be careful because uh, that's a common name. Uh, generally, we're at the top because I think we're the most you know, ubiquitous of all of the other my lawyers, but we're a Singapore company. And so if the my lawyer you find isn't a Singapore company, you got the wrong app, but it doesn't cost you anything. Um, and the, the functionality is manifest. The only thing that you can't get yet is the Justice NFT because we are still building it. That's not going to be released until the autumn. But um, given the approach that we're going to be using in the autumn, I, I have no doubt that people will be able to access that technology readily, either on our platform or directly. We're, we don't, we're not requiring that anyone download the app in order to buy an NFT. It's going to be open to the world, although our, our advertising is going to be limited to the United States and the United Kingdom, at least in the first six months, because you know that's, that's a lot to bite off. Um, and we will expand in a, in a rational way uh, after that. Got it. And then as we mentioned earlier, you're also in fundraising mode, doing a private placement for $9 million. More information on that can be found on mylawyernetwork.com. Correct. We're, we're going to put up a link tomorrow on our website. And uh, in addition, you can look at U.S. Capital Global, which I said is in the Ferry Building in San Francisco, and information about our fundraiser is also on their website. That's great. And that is U.S. Capital Global. And uh, you can find information again uh, post-show on our site as well. So, Ron, with just a couple of minutes we have left, it's been a great discussion today. So thank you again for being here. What is Pleasure. your What is your hope uh, long-term for how this technology is going to be impacting lawyers and their clients all over the world? I'm, I'm optimistic that this solution that we're providing is going to be ubiquitous. We're going to price it so it's not expensive because I, I don't want to limit this to richy rich. I would like this to be available to normal people. We are starting with lawyers because um, I want uh, one blockchain to be devoted to lawyers. And then once we have some scale, we will fork the blockchain and in a second blockchain, we will 
essentially open it up to clients so they can buy the NFT themselves. But for because of the different issues involved from the client side versus the lawyer side, I, I want to treat them separately. Pricing is going to be the same. You know, I, we're not going to charge either one more or less. It's just that I, I think we may have a different website for clients. Um, we'll just have to see. But I, I, I want this to be user-friendly. I don't want people to be intimidated by it because they're afraid of the technology. I think it's really important to essentially communicate with simple sentences. Uh, clearly, we're also gonna have um, a group set up probably in Delaware. They can call if they have any problems. I wanna make certain that this is user-friendly. That's I care about that. All right. Well, Ron, uh, best to you and team. I'm going to stay really close to the project as well because I'm just personally interested. And so once again, uh, thanks again, Ron, for being here. Ron DeCoven, CEO of My Lawyer Network. And you can find out more information about the company, about the private placement at mylawyernetwork.com. So, Ron, talk to you soon. Keith, thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. And again... If you have any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at svn.biz, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 